You uh, wanted to see me, Zach? Corelli, we got a situation here. Oh, what, what's up? Well, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and this web slinger is all over the place. He's not just in movies. He's in cartoons, comics, coloring books. I want to talk about all of it. So what what are you what are you saying exactly? Get me more podcasts of Spider-Man. More? We already released Spider-Man Minute five times a week. You don't think that's enough? There's seven days in a week, Corelli. Where's my Sunday Gazette, my Saturday edition? Uh, Weekend Bugle? Oh, I like that. But what if we called it The Weekend Bugle? Yeah, The Weekend Bugle, sure. Oh, and another thing. How do we start monetizing this stuff? I want a quarter every time somebody listens. Well, why don't we put The Weekend Bugle on Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, our listeners can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron for $5 a month, and gain access to The Weekend Bugle and all the other bonus podcasts we put on Patreon. Fantastic idea, Corelli. Glad I thought of it. They don't want us to be famous. Patreon will make us infamous. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we pay $3 for a bunch of Spider-Man 2, <laughs> one vegetable eating minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. Hello, Scott. Hello, Zach. We're so happy to be here with you. I am Rick. Oh. That's Julia. We are on the Spider-Man podcast now. Oh, wow. Oh, Rick, you all you you missed it. You, you, <laughs> I, I, you, I am Julia. I am Rick. We are so happy to be back. Come on. Uh, that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted. I was, I'm no good at improv. I was so I'm excited no that you were going to nail it, and then you totally <laughs> didn't. And I was like, oh. But that's Spider-Man, isn't it? That's like, that's the yeah, core of the character. That's, that's tw- minute 25, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, minute 25, which begins with uh, qu- carnations that claim to cost $3 for a bunch and uh, ends with a, a shotgun shot to the headlight of a cop car. Heck yeah, it does. That's... <laughs> um, so right off the bat, this carnation thing. Mm-hmm. It clearly says $3 for a bunch when it should really say a dollar each. Yeah. Yeah. Like that might that might even be a more attractive like visual bargain on the sidewalk, right? Like, oh wow, a dollar yeah. carnet. Oh, dollar each. Okay, that's fine. Like it might get you there quicker than a $3 a bunch. What's a bunch? Yeah, yeah like what even does that mean? I... What does a bunch mean? Well, you would think that it would mean that the the flowers were already bunched up in groups and you just grab a bunch. Yeah. Like that are already sort of like, you know, tied together or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but the but yeah, I mean, he grabs a, a bunch out of there, and he's like, "No, actually, it's just these three because it's a dollar each, <laughs> not a bu- not three dollars per bunch." I love uh, that. Which which I, I I you know, it's both a New York City joke, <laughs> I guess, about how everything's expensive, and then also you know a joke that about Peter's <laughs> terrible luck. Um, yeah, just being a general. Doof. I don't know. Just 
can't catch a break, even on carnations. My my favorite. <laughs> I think it's a joke about Peter's terrible taste. Sure, maybe that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would much rather have had the Snapdragons. Oh, I. See. But they're more expensive. He's poor. He's, uh, oh, two dollars. Yeah, yeah, I. He's well, very poor. He only has three. Yeah, he's yeah. very How does poor. He have, how does he have three? Because he said to his landlord like the day before that he only had this 20 or is that still come to come we no, are no happened. no no that was yeah. before this we yeah. we are that convinced was okay yeah we are convinced that he was lying to his landlord <laughs> and because he also bought tickets to this thing and it was 35 dollars. so yeah whoa yeah you think he bought these tickets i'm pretty sure that mj got these tickets for him because being in the show she can request tickets for people no like there's no way that he shelled out his own money to you see you can comp show. people but he didn't ask her about comps he just said i'm gonna come see your play and she was surprised yeah so he definitely bought the tickets and it's not like he was waiting for her at- for him at will call. That's yeah. right. Okay. And the and comps would say zero dollars on the thing, and his his tickets clearly said thirty five dollars. That's right. Oh, detective work. <laughs> detective. So I guess that's why he doesn't have rent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good because he spent thing. his rent money on mm-hmm. this ticket. It's a yeah. good thing that his landlord didn't see him with that ticket, and they'd be like that whole, "Oh, you have enough money to go see a show, but you don't have enough money to pay me rent." You have money to see rent, but not to pay rent. <laughs> I could just imagine Ditkovich grabbing the ticket out of Peter's hand and going to the show himself. Yes. Oh my god! And MJ As... looking into the crowd and just seeing his face instead of Peter's. He gives her his eyes like a rat. He gives yeah. her like two giant thumbs up. Wait, I love that. Please. <laughs> I loved it, theater. It's great. Give me that. Give me that deleted scene, please. Um, oh, that would be amazing. I did do a tiny bit of flowers research here just in terms of like that like feeling you have when you're getting flowers. You're like, wait, are these the right kind? Are they saying the wrong thing? Uh, but at least white carnations, they say it varies place to place. But white carnations are supposed to represent love and good luck. So he's like wishing her good luck on the thing and good luck on your show. Break a leg, Mary Jane. <laughs> Plus, I love you. So it works, I think. It's a shame that this is an audio medium because <laughs> Julia just visually gagged as you were talking about that. And it was priceless. Nobody likes carnations, I, but they, they mean well. I don't like carnations. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, I, the, carnations get a bad rap because I think they're fine. <laughs> they're not like, they're not like ugly. They're just fine. And I think that they've, they have, they get a bad rap because they're considered cheap. Yeah. They're just like, they're what you give people you don't care about because they're cheap flowers. <laughs> the least they're what you flower. give. They're, yeah, they're what you give to your like distant cousin at their graduation because you don't really care. Like yeah. um, that. And, and so they become, they, I think they've gotten a bad rap because they're so cheap. But yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with them in theory. They look, they're fine. They're I don't flowers. know. Flowers. Yeah. 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 Flowers. Yeah. They certainly it's do fine. look pitiful when you've only got three of them in your hand. So that's that nice. is true. Yeah, that is true. Well, any flower looks pitiful when you only have three of them. Yeah, <laughs> except maybe a, a nice lily or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A big showy showy flower, a peony, mm-hmm. or either some really nice roses. You can get away with three. Yeah, but either do like right. one or a bunch. You know, like giving somebody right. like a single right. nice rose, that's cool. Or give somebody a bunch of flowers. But this three malarkey, what are you doing? Come on, and that, they that, are pretty sad. And we we, <laughs> we almost saw the landlord's peony yesterday. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
for more puns Sorry, of this quality, check out Mad Max Minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I, the, the worst part about this, so, so, okay, so he shows up, he's like, oh, I'll buy a bunch of carnations because it's the, th- it's the only thing I can afford and it, you know, it's the, like, I can get like a bunch of them and it'll yeah. look okay. Like it'll be carnations, but at least it'll be a bunch of carnations instead of like one rose. Uh, and so he gets a bunch and they're like, actually, no, by bunch, I mean three individual carnations. <laughs> and so he loses them and then... On his way to the play, he has to do the flippy flip, and he loses the carnations altogether. Yeah. So he just threw three dollars away uh, into the garbage. Oh, yeah. oh, he's so wasteful. No wonder he's poor. It's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. I do like though when the actual realization of how screwed he is money wise happens, and he's just got the three there. That it only takes him a second to get over his disappointment. He just kind of like has a little. All right, then, and walks away. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, that's about yeah, right. That's, yeah, yeah, I figured. This is my lot in life. It reminds It's not a lot, but it's my life. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what just... This whole, this whole flower thing is a problem. <laughs> it's not ideal. Uh, I, <laughs> I also want to point out that in MJ's uh, dressing room, she has a very large, very beautiful bouquet of fresh roses. Oh boy, yikes! From That's... what's his name? What right. is his name? Uh, John. Jock astronaut. Jonathan. <laughs> was it John Jameson? I think. I don't know. Yeah, John Jan- it's Jameson. It's probably John because it's yeah, yeah, most generic name. Or yeah. the third. Yeah. Schmidt. John. John. His name is yeah. my name too. <laughs> is that? Is that? Is that whose flowers those are, or are those the flowers that Harry got her when he went and saw her play? Um, I mean. A few days have passed. I'm not sure it matters which one it is. It could be either one. They look fairly fresh, so yeah. But if you get a nice bouquet, it's going to last like a week, ten days. Sure. Yeah. 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 And it's only if you you know spend money on quality flowers. Yeah. Right. Instead of buying it off the street. Instead of buying it (laughs) off the street. (laughs) Canonically, those those flowers off the street, Mm -hmm. you don't know how old those are. Yeah, that's right. true. That's probably why they. Those are the ones that the flower that the flower shops who do the nice stuff don't want anymore. Oh, that's how the racket. Probably running. I. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I. I don't know. I. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just being judgy because they're carnations. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the details that they do cram in on in the dressing room area uh, before Mister uh, Stage Manager Burson uh, that she's just got like. Cheapo New York City, uh, like touristy trinkets, uh, in there. Like, oh, here's I'll put a Statue of Liberty up here on my makeup box, and you know, one of those, uh, it's like a pair of sunglasses that makes you look like Lady Liberty on top of a wig that she never uses. That's great. Yeah, yeah, like a Shirley Temple wig. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's so not something that they would actually use for this show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe on other weekends they have a different play in this theater that's not importance of being earnest. So that's for I don't know Annie or something. It's not red though. Mm. No. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a wig. Yeah, yeah a wig. it's certainly not a wig she wears. We see her in this play. She's not wearing a wig. Yeah, she's got. Her she's already hair. got her hair the way that it is in the play. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Louise uses it for a later. Uh, seen in the play i don't know we don't ever see her on stage right her friend louise the one next to her she's credited as louise in the credits uh but she's i didn't actually ever call her that but that's uh vanessa Ferlito, who um you know she's one of those like go-to like no-nonsense cop ladies and everything like she was a series regular on 24 as uh, claudia hernandez she was aiden burns in csi new york 
Uh, currently, she's on NCIS New Orleans, so she's just like made the rounds of all of those uh, big, big old, uh, big old mm-hmm. cop shows. And she, uh, we actually do learn her name in the two point one cut. There's a scene that they cut out uh, ah. between her and MJ where they're uh, trying on wedding dresses. Um, Whoa, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, because oh, yeah, Mary Jane's getting married. Yeah. <laughs> We don't but know that Zach yet. hasn't seen this movie before. Um, I don't know if anyone knows that. Uh, what? But, <laughs> yeah, she's so, betrothed. Um, so yeah, so Mary, when Mary Jane is like trying on uh, wedding dresses, there's there's a scene where they're talking about it, and um, I think it's after. It, it's either right after or right before she recreates the upside down kiss with John. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. and 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 she's like talking about like how she had has feelings for John. She cares about John, but she also likes this other guy. And, and she's like, well, you need to make a decision, idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. And, and in that scene, um, it's kind of her big scene, really, uh, ah. which sucks that it's not in the movie, um, <laughs> in the theatrical cut. But uh, yeah, it is It is a scene, and that's where we learn her name. Got so it. That's probably... How she, how and why she's credited as Louise. I mean, I I get why that was cut because it's one of those scenes that like maybe when you write it, it's like let me definitely spell this out a hundred percent, and then by the time you shoot it, it's like oh that theme is already pre- present everywhere. We don't need to say it out loud with our faces. Um, yeah, you don't. Maybe that's not necessary. Uh, so five minutes of show time and Peter is just now leaving. Oh my God, no wonder you're late. You, I don't care uh, that this Spider-Man thing happens. You're late because you left five minutes before sh- like curtain. Are you insane? It, what are you, you doing? Uh, Peter, you live in New York City. Like what? What? I uh, like I get that he can lane split and drive around or whatever, but good goodness gracious. Like if I've... If he really cared, I would assume Peter would like leave like an hour early or something, and then he'd be there super early, and then like see something happening like down the street and be like, "Well, I have oh, time. that would have been so much more heartbreaking." You know, if he had he had been there at like on time, and the doors just t- hadn't opened yet. Right? And they're then- like, "You can't, sir." It's like, "Oh, I'll wait around." And then there's a yeah. disturbance, right? Like, yeah, and then he runs oh. away, and then they open the doors, and they're like, "Oh, that guy's gone," and then. He comes back and then the doors are shut and he's like, yeah. Or, or alternative, uh-huh. he's there when the show starts. He's there for the first half and MJ sees him, but then he like goes out to the bathroom and his spidey sense kicks off and he has to leave the theater and he's not there for the second half. So MJ thinks that he thought so little of her play that he <gasps> left early. Oh. That would be even worse. Oh, no. Okay, or- Peter is the worst. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is one of the this is one of the things that this is one of the reasons that we've uh, we've brought these two on is that uh, (laughs) we should we should we we need to get we need to clear the elephant in the room. So we have spent um, I don't know 145 minutes with people who like or and or love the character of Uh Spider-Man and uh, (laughs) Julia hates him with a fiery passion and rage. I really do. So uh, I I want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, Um, where does this come from, Julia? Why do you hate him so much? (laughs) Well, my first memory of hating Mm Spider-Man 
was Rick. You were playing a video of Spider-Man video game. Oh, those those games are awesome. They are. Yeah. And you were like doing the flying through the buildings and and all this stuff. And the voiceover of Spider-Man was these snarky teenager comments <laughs> with no context, <laughs> like quips. So yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of my first sense of, oh, he's just a brat. Oh, no. <laughs> he's just a teenager with too much power. Oh, no. And, and uh, I, I, I grew up in the house of all girls. Mm-hmm. We were never into comics or superheroes of any kind or comic book movies. That was never on the table. Right. So I didn't really get to know this kind of stuff until I went to college and started being friends with and dating people who, you know, had other points of view other than my own, you know, as you do in college. And I, I I think I missed my window with Spider-Man because by then, like I was becoming an adult and Spider-Man and Peter Parker were never able to bridge that gap. Peter, Mm -hmm. even in this movie, he is a child who (laughs) cannot handle having multiple sources of responsibility. <laughs> now, I know his like responsibility is really big and really important, but there are millions of adults in this world who I reluctantly count myself as one because sometimes I still feel like a kid, but I have all these different aspects where I'm responsible mm-hmm. for myself and my financial health and my job and my family and my podcast that I voluntarily took on, <laughs> and I am able to handle it without disappointing everybody. Right. Yeah. And he just can't. He just can't, and I, I just can't stand. Him. I can. I can understand that uh, that approach. I think what what saves Spidey for for me at least, and for for our, a lot of other people is like a, a much more positive initial uh, experience with him. But also the idea that like some of these characters work more as metaphors than they do as like actual people that you would want like i would never want to have like peter parker as one of my friends that i like needed to rely on day to day like i don't think mm. he would unless be... unless i needed him to save my life then maybe exactly but... yes yeah <laughs> that's a, that's about it you know but as yeah. a uh like less as a person but more as like a uh you know almost Arthurian legend figurehead in terms of like, oh, this is a good metaphor for like at least getting young people on board with the idea of responsibility, kind of like Luke Skywalker or Rey from Star Wars, uh, that it's like, it's not really real life, but I like the idea that he at least cares. I don't know. Like, but I can totally see if like, I've already grown and I'm already in this space of uh, handling my stuff. A character whose like main function is to talk about how hard it is to handle your own stuff. I I could get how that could be grading. I I, I see where you're at. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to meet Spider-Man. You <laughs> I think he works best when he is a very obvious allegory for just puberty. Sure, you know, yeah. yeah. He's a boy. He wakes up. His body is changing in very weird ways. Mm-hmm. And he's got to deal with that somehow. And so I feel like there is a very specific subset of the population that can very well apply, you know, uh, go with that. I mean, I started watching Spider-Man with the cartoons Mm. back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the people who made the Spider-Man cartoons were probably the same animation studio that made the X-Men cartoons. And so they had this really nice polish and quality to them. Mm. And I mean, I was totally on board when the movies came out. I've started to wane 
on my support of Spider-Man, <laughs> kind of because of an internet video I watched, <laughs> which is not a great the reason, best reason to, to do most change things. any opinion, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crack.com is this great website that they used to make a ton of videos. Oh, Daniel's video? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, okay. There's a video of their show After Hours, mm-hmm. Four Reasons Why Spider-Man is Secretly Bad at His Job. Yeah. And it's three other people, and they just tear down this one guy because he loves Spider-Man so much. And they just spend like seven minutes listing off all of these things. And I'm sitting there, and I'm listening, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about that. It, it is a good like, video. It, it's it's well written, but it's it's that Thermian argument thing again about like if exactly. if you are in the world of the fiction and actually thinking about the implications of crime fighting with superpowers or having this technology that is a perfect non-lethal way to take down criminals, uh that it's not really being applied in the best way, the same way that you might uh, criticize Bruce Wayne for not spending his money on philanthropy and instead, you know, beating up <laughs> poor people. Uh, it, oh, that's a whole other, a whole other thing. It's like a similar, it's a similar vibe, but like, it's one of those things where I feel like, yeah, of course, if you want to argue from within that structure. But I think in terms of as a story and what it does for people, I, I like, I like Spidey in that respect. He doesn't make yeah. sense as a person helping out, but he makes sense as a, a story about helping out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually one of the reasons I really like the fact that in these Tobey Maguire movies, he has the organic web shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the way he kind of bumbles through life, yes, he is very intelligent. He he retains that quality from the comic books. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's not inventing technology that doesn't exist in his bedroom. Like, he's mm-hmm. sewing a really good costume yeah. somehow. <laughs> but, I mean, he's not altering the potential history of crime fighting forever right <laughs> out of his closet <laughs> sure. you know yeah because it's it's a power only he has instead of like something he might be able to share with people yeah in this um now a, a... now i'm not a person who reads a lot of comics but spidey if he was running around nowadays totally strikes me as the kind of guy that could start a patreon and like as he's swinging through town he'd be like hey I just saved you from getting run over by a truck. Here's my card. Maybe give me a dollar a month on Patreon. <laughs> didn't we? And... Didn't we bring this up at some point? Yeah, uh, I think we, last we just week. did it with. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, because yeah. we were we <laughs> were talking about how we yeah we were talking about how uh, they can't really do the Daily Bugle now, and so we were like, oh, he could start a Patreon. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, that that seems because you know rewards would be like I'll come take a selfie with you or right, you know, yeah, whatever. There's, there's a nice kind of element to uh, like uh, you know friendly neighborhood Spider-Man being supported by the community even when like the media at large isn't on his side. Like that's a way to do some of the similar themes as the Bugle, even if it doesn't make sense anymore for Spidey to sell pictures of himself because everybody has cameras. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's an argument in favor of things like the Avengers Initiative. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Avengers, whatever. There, it's kind of a group that's kind of subsidized by the government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't see any of the Avengers having to go out and get jobs. No, right. (laughs) There's a great like they're uh, taken care of, so they have the the time to dedicate to life saving and crime fighting. Yeah. And it also helps that Tony Stark is ridiculously rich. So rich. (laughs) So amazing. There's a great uh, panel uh, from a comic that gets shared around as a standalone meme on the internet a lot where it's um, (laughs) the Avengers like finding and seeking out other uh, heroes to join their cause. And when they find Spider-Man, 
<laughs> Tony Stark just goes, we have money. And Spidey goes, oh, thank God. And just like hugs him. <laughs> 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 which, which I like quite a lot. That's incredibly fair. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I do appreciate about Spider-Man is, and that I can certainly relate to, is that he has this passion project mm-hmm. of being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all in this genre of podcasts have these passion projects. Yeah. We don't, for the most part, we don't make any money off of these. Mm -mm. This Mm -hmm. is our free time. Yeah. And us, you know, upgrading equipment as we can and things like that. But we do them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it. So I can appreciate that about Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a good analogy for creative pursuits. Um, the yeah. only other thing I wanted to say in this, like, <laughs> our big tangent about whether Spidey's good or not, uh, was that that video you mentioned, the cracked video where they all gang up on the one guy who loves Spider-Man. Um, I yeah. I ran into that guy, Daniel O'Brien, at a uh, convention here in Los Angeles, and I was dressed as Spider-Man at the time, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> I went, uh, oh, Daniel, I, you know, I love your work. I love your writing and everything that you do on the, on the website. And he like shook my hand and took a picture with me and he went, I just want you to know in my brain, I'm just believing that the real Spider-Man is telling me this right now. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to keep this memory forever. Thank you. So like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. we came full circle there. Um, uh, this stunt, the stunt with the bike I love. Uh, in the it's minute. it's really good green screen yeah. like really good green screen like i almost thought they did it with like a process trailer or something and at first i was like no it's way too dangerous to do but like when yeah. he like he's just <laughs> just with this like dorky little smile on his face just hanging out and the car comes up behind him like it really feels seamless there and then pff, leap into the air i love it so much um just the way it's edited and everything that it just is seamless with the uh the kids yeah <laughs> how how often how often do we think that in a uh car chase you know in pursuit sort of uh situation how often are is there car ramming involved does this does this really happen very much <laughs> if at all because it happens all the times in movies and i don't know that i've ever actually seen a real life instance of this happening on purpose yeah i don't know it's like, it feels like chariots. I mean, I've been tempted. <laughs> sure, we've all been tempted. <laughs> okay, good. Well, let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> but does when, anybody ever actually do it? Yeah. I mean, when, when, when I was a wee lad, and my dad would watch cops all of the time, you get to see a lot of examples of, you know, vehicular takedowns, so to speak. And when you're in this sort of situation, like, those cops are not trying to stop this car and the fact that this car they're chasing actually runs over peter's bike yeah is i mean granted these guys are firing live ammunition in the middle of a city street it's not like they really care about who they run over but this level of car to vehicle brutality is definitely played up but if these cops really wanted to stop someone they probably are going to try and chase them out of the city to a point where they can bump the back of the car with the front of their police right. cruiser and then like send them into a guardrail or something yeah. like that. Yeah. At this point, they're just following them to keep an eye on them. Yeah. Mm. It, right. I wonder if it's a cinematic convention that kind of goes back to Ben-Hur and chariot races and stuff like that, where like it feels really appropriate to just like turn the wheel and slam into each other, even if it's not like an actual tactic. I don't know. It's like 
one of those things you absorb watching a movie that doesn't seem realistic at all when you mm. actually like like when people endlessly cock their guns or something where it's like right yeah that's a thing people <laughs> yeah. do right no no it's not but movies yeah movies right like that scene yeah. in, in hot fuzz where there's uh there's like five there's like six cops all running into the grocery store and you just hear <laughs> and it's just it's just an endless just an endless stream of of gun cocking it's great um, <laughs> yeah uh, i mean something we see a lot in the mad max movies when it comes to vehicles chasing mm-hmm. typically at least when max is behind the wheel he'll get right up behind someone and just start rubbing on that back bumper because he's playing like mind games oh, and messing with people yeah mm-hmm. i mean a lot of the times if you've got the space, you can be really violent and just haul off and sideswipe people in an attempt to get them off the road. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's not like it's a full takeout. You've got to get people crashing into each other at weird angles to really take, take them, them out. out. Yeah. Because you're both right. going in the same yeah. direction. Yeah. Tricky. In this kind of environment where it's it's tight, there are other cars, there are other pedestrians around. There is a, a guy shooting indiscriminately into cars and whatnot. Yeah, you you the the violent get him to disable his own vehicle type crashes isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is going to work besides just following them and keeping track of them is to play mind games with them yeah. and yeah. get them to crack. Yeah, yeah. The, I th- I feel like the the police in this situation, as I said before, they're not trying to get them to stop. They're trying to get these criminals to mess up in such a way that when these criminals crash. The police are already on site to put their report together and apprehend the criminals. Right, like, right. these guys are going to crash into a light post or they're going to crash into oncoming traffic when they reach a intersection. And then they're like ripe for the picking, I guess. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're going to take themselves out. Interesting. So maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't need any spidey intervention here. Maybe this. <laughs> They had a plan. It was all on its own. Um, Yeah. At what point does Peter's Spider Manning just become interfering with police protocols? I mean, that's that's the whole thing that J. Jonah Jameson's issue is, right? Or Captain Stacy, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, He's not in these movies. Oh, wait. He is in the next one. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's right. The kids here. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So Spidey, he he does the flip over the car, which is a beautiful looking stunt, the like shot down. And then when he lands, he does a sort of, you know, classic three point landing. And they do this like. It's, it's a superhero, superhero landing. Superhero landing. He's going to do the superhero He's gonna landing. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> and they kind of, the camera swivels around and then they rack focus to these like amazed kids on the sidewalk, which is, I love this moment in the yeah. in the movie. I think this yeah, is. Yeah, this is really great. <laughs> how, did, how did you do that? And uh. I researched who these kids are. Um, oh. they're both they're both still currently acting which is kind of rare sometimes with these little bit parts um but so the uh, the shorter one uh on the right uh is john jeffries and uh he's known for uh a few different shows where he was a regular Treem, fatherhood fatherhood and the tracy morgan show um but he was also one of the kids in the haunted mansion with eddie murphy and that's all you know Ooh. standard like Here's we need some cute kids for some things and all that. The one that I really dug was that uh, voice acting wise, he played the young Green Lantern on uh, Justice League Unlimited, and I was like, Oh, and ki- oh man, I love that episode. Yeah, God, that yeah, the kid good. episode. So I was like, That's yeah. pretty cool. So way to go, uh, uh, Mark John Jeffries, and uh, 
I might have called him John Jeffries earlier. It's Mark John Jeffries. And then the uh, the taller kid, the one who does more of the speaking in the scene, that's uh, Rashawn Fagan. I hope I said that right. And um, he's mostly known for Disney Channel shows. Like he was a regular on on two big Disney Channel shows. One of them was called Ant Farm, which I guess is about like a gifted kid's school. And the other called Shake It Up, which I've I don't know a whole lot about. It's hard to nail down what the actual premise of the show is, but it is apparently one of the most popular Disney Channel shows that was ever made. Um, like the what? most successful crop of the new the new uh, batch of Disney Channel shows. And uh, he co-starred on that show with none other than Michelle herself, Zendaya from uh, Spider-Man: oh. Homecoming. Oh. So these kids, if you're <laughs> if you're kind of wondering, like. Hey, time frame wise, like what what is the new what's the new Spider-Man up to around this time? These these kids work with Zendaya and they're actually <laughs> five or six years older than Tom Holland. So Yeah, I was gonna say, because yeah. in 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 continuity, this is two thousand four. Mm-hmm. If this was taking place in the same universe as the MCU, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is one years old. Um, right, right, oh. which is crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Like, he was born in two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, MCU oh. Peter Parker, MCU Parker, yeah, which is a trip. Um, yeah. it, it feels a little yeah. bit better if you know that like Tom Holland is about like five years older than his character, so that helps a little bit. But even still, Tom Holland would have been like ten at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're uh these kids. I mean, they're like a lot of kids in Hollywood where they they play younger than they. I mean, they look younger than they are. Um, so they were both around like 14 when they shot this. Um, so they would have been high school, even though they look like middle school. Here. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now, speaking of Tom Holland and new Spider-Man stuff, are you guys familiar at all with an online movie critic named Bob Chipman? Oh, yeah. Movie Bob. movie Bob. Yeah, yeah. I know him. Um, yeah. He did a hypothetical rewrite of, I think, uh, the whatever the Civil War. Yeah, it was Civil War. Mm-hmm where they brought Spider-Man into it. And he did a hypothetical rewrite where instead of going with Tom Holland, they brought back Tobey Maguire as kind of a mm-hmm. older science teacher, high school guy. And Tony Stark tracks him down and says, listen, we need you to don the tights once more. <laughs> oh, like Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that type of thing. I, yeah, I've, I've watched that. I've watched that video. It's a, it's a well reasoned out. Uh, I mean, not well reasoned, but it's a, it's a very, uh, very enthusiastically thought out, I guess, uh, scenario. I just think it's it's one of those things where he desperately really wanted Toby to be in this universe, and they're not universes that fit, I guess is where I landed on it. Like, I, li- I love hearing it, and I love his passion for, obviously, the films that we've decided to cover. We love the, the <laughs> Toby Maguire movies, but uh, I, I don't think it would actually work in yeah. terms of where they were at um, when they made those films. But yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. I think. I think it's Despite funny. the fact that Doctor Strange is directly referenced in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They literally name drop him twice. Yeah. Exactly as it is. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but it's taken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Weird. Um, all right. I think that's, uh, I think, I think that's about it. Um, I, well, I don't know. What, what are your, we, we got, uh, we got Julia's thoughts, but Rick, what are your, I mean, what do you, is it just, was it just the cartoons? Was that sort of like where you came uh, into Spider-Man from uh, mostly. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any experience with reading the comics or going beyond the Tobey Maguire movies mm-hmm. as far as the Spider-Man character is concerned. And I guess going from 
the cartoons and then I played a bunch of the video games. The video games specifically are where like I really enjoy embodying Spider-Man oh, yeah. mm-hmm. more so than watching him. Like the Spider-Man 2 video game <laughs> for the PlayStation was probably the best Spider-Man game I've ever had had the opportunity to play mm-hmm. because they really go whole hog on the swing mechanics and the open world feel. And I mean, sure, it's not up to today's snuff graphically speaking, but you know, they brought in Bruce Campbell for the tutorial narrator and he was great to hear. And it was just so fun to be able to embody that character yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's where i really got on board with the idea of spider-man and i guess thanks to the marvel series of movies i've been able to expand my horizon with all of the different characters that marvel has to offer that i never got to learn about Mm -hmm. by not reading the comics yeah and i mean i still i still appreciate spider-man for what he is (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i i don't think i'll ever you know crumble them up and half throw them into a garbage bin for a New York sanitation <laughs> worker to find later on. <laughs> like I'd never do that to him, but I, I still get a kick out of these movies for sure. Yeah. 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 There are some excellent parts. Yeah. No, I Definitely. agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would hope so, Zach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing is it's kind of assumed at this point. One thing is for sure. If, Spider-Man was set in the Mad Max universe, it would be a very different movie because we very seldom find ourselves amongst tall structures. And so Spider-Man would be more of the burrowing trapdoor type Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. You know, probably crawling around in a ghillie suit, jumping out at people from that's, behind the bushes. That's Much very creepier. true. I, yeah. I Though his webbing would come in handy to like jump between cars. And things. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that might be fun to watch. He'd yeah. probably go by a different name. He'd probably be like Tarantula Lad. Oh, like <laughs> right. And he'd be, he'd be poisonous. Yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd bite people a like a vampire web. and be like, ha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You can make Post-apocalyptic pretty... Spider-Man. Post- yeah. <laughs> you could be a pretty scary uh, creature in that sort of scenario. Because, I mean, like, the power set is, like, nice and fun when you're out among, you know, the New York City uh, concrete jungle or whatever. But... He is just a extremely strong dude who can like crawl on walls. It's kind of creepy if in the right context. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, maybe he could sure. be a good Mad Max villain <laughs> in some, <laughs> in some uh, what if series, some Marvel one off. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, one last time, where can people find you? Well, if people are interested in joining us in the wasteland, our website is madmaxminute.com. We are on iTunes and Google play watching the Mad Max movies one minute at a time. We've already covered the first and second movies. Thunderdome starts April 9th. We've got our uh, Patreon show covering Hook. You can find all the information for that on our website. Twitter is at Mad Max Minute. Facebook is Mad Max Minute. And then our listener page, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Rick and Julia. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. It's good to hang out with you again. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, uh, we will be back on Monday with Minute 26, everybody. In the meantime, uh, if you want to hear more of Zach and I talk about Spider-Man and really all of uh, geek-related or entertainment culture stuff, uh, go check out The Weekend Bugle, our Patreon-exclusive weekend edition of this podcast where we talk about all of that stuff. Uh, and it's uh, it's a fun time. So yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so go check that out. That's at patreon.com slash DGP for Dueling Genre Productions. Um, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with Minute 26. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.